Welcome to I'm a Talk About It. I'm Alicia E., empowerment coach and ancestral healer, and I'm here to teach you how to break generational cycles, self-advocate, and ascend to happiness without the guilt of wanting a better life for yourself. You don't have to choose the same path as those before you. You can choose a better way, your way. Because if we can each heal ourselves today, we can heal the world tomorrow together. Hello everyone, welcome back. I am going to share with you um, a podcast recording that I actually made (laughs) when I was out and about. Um, I got inspired, so stay tuned. It is not the usual sounds (laughs) that you will hear, so give me some grace on that. But yeah, I'm going to share some wisdom with you all around ethical spiritual practices and what it's really like to navigate spirituality as a person of color and what you can do what we all can do to make sure that going forward we all practice from a place of love instead of a place of appropriation so here we go so Today, I really wanted to talk about spiritual healing and what it can really feel like and what it can really look like as someone from a marginalized group, Um, but even just spirituality as a whole. I was having a really beautiful conversation with someone today and they were talking about how they follow an influencer who made a comment, a really offensive comment about not being able to get a passport in um, a certain country in Africa. And it was very clear from the way that it was articulated that this person this um, influencer was very upset because they could not get their way (laughs) and could not, I guess, in that moment, take the time to understand the historical reference of why it may be harder to get a passport in another country where slavery has taken place and the shift in global powers, like there's a lot that goes on and there's a lot of reasons why countries do that. And so I think it's really important to talk about because this person was also saying that they they weren't quite sure, you know, what to do and were reaching out to the group that I'm in trying to find a connection and if anybody else kind of felt the same going into spaces that are primarily white, um, specifically in spiritual spaces. And so we had a conversation around even my own journey. And so I wanted to share that with people because spirituality is growing at a very rapid rate. And I think as members of this community and as healers and coaches and people just who interact with other people, we need to practice more mindfulness. 
And I had mentioned that, you know, historically, certain spiritual practices, especially in the U.S., have been very separated. They used a great word, segregated. (laughs) And that's absolutely true. Um, And also, people who are not people of color have had more access to certain spiritual practices because of their access to resources and certain education and things of this sort. So you, well, as people right now who are discovering their spiritual journey and going into these new spaces that are around them, because there's quite a few spiritual spaces that you can walk to, there is a sense of being uncomfortable because a lot of the spiritual spaces right now are very heavily run by white people. And while some, yes, have very good intentions, it can also feel very heavy as a person who is not white going into these spaces and wanting to heal because there are differences between cultures and how things are practiced, but also psychologically going into a space where you don't see yourself reflected is very, very damaging. Um, It's very traumatic. And from my own experience, every time I seem to be the one and only in a situation like that, whether it was at my past jobs or just at a dinner, like I've, I've been to old family dinners and I was in a different relationship, I was always asked to speak on behalf of the Black and African population, (laughs) right? So we had this conversation as well, and I lended the perspective of, you know, in that moment, I'm very conscious of what's going on, but I'm also highly prioritizing my own psychological safety, my spiritual safety, my mental safety, everything. So when someone asks me a question like that, I take my power back and I will sit there (laughs) for a moment and ask myself, do I want to lend them a different perspective on what they asked Do I want to ask them why they asked? Do I want to refuse to answer the question? Or I can even say nothing, (laughs) right? And it all depends on my energy and what I want to do in that moment. And I think it can be really hard when you're navigating spiritual spaces as a person who is not white to feel like you have to subject yourself to the type of spiritual practices that they're offering because that is how you reclaim your spiritual practice. But you really don't have to, and I teach this to my clients all the time, your safety, your happiness is the biggest priority. So If you find that even on your social media, there's, you know, spiritual people out there who abuse spirituality or who do not give recognition where it's due or who aren't even trying to do better, then I would absolutely not follow them anymore. I think 
it's really important now more than ever to prioritize your happiness and prioritize your safety. Um, and this person also mentioned that the shift with Pluto and the shift with Saturn is going to bring things to light and shift us into a different stage of spirituality and honesty and humanitarianism. And it's so true. And um, if you haven't felt that shift yet, it is very much alive and well. But I still think it's important to have a spiritual practice if you do want one. Um, to have one that is rooted in love and equity and understanding. Um, and also, it's perfectly fine to have boundaries within your spiritual practice. Even with the people you surround yourself with, you don't have to be with them all the time, right? And... I think there's also a lot of beauty in that, and I think we have a tendency, as this person mentioned, which I loved, to be really comfortable with suffering. And I think it's time that you get uncomfortable <laughs> with suffering because it is uncomfortable and you don't have to accept it into your life anymore if you choose not to. Even if the general public or the general world is very much so aligned with their own suffering because it feels comfortable and maybe they haven't had the tools or the resources or the understanding to know that they are suffering. But if you have that understanding, you can do without what you want. Um, it's your life. And to coaches and teachers and really anybody, I want you to be really mindful when you're holding space, like I, I want every person who is holding space for other people to understand their own privilege um, and pay attention to who's in front of you. I know for me, even when I go to spiritual places or I, or if someone asks me if I want to join, the first thing I do is look at their marketing. And then I look at their mission, like I look at all of it. And you really have to pay attention to even who's following them because sometimes people, and I've noticed this a lot lately, they want to be inclusive and so they use inclusive marketing, but then you get there and you're the one and only. I've had that happen recently. And so you really have to be careful. Um, because you also do not want to bait people and project a certain story about your inclusivity and then bring people in and you're really fucking harmful, which happens very easily. So I invite all the spiritual healers, teachers, coaches, <laughs> tarot readers, like business people, like whoever you are, if you're holding space for other people be mindful about what you do because it isn't a it isn't just about money it's not just about you and your happiness it's about everybody um and especially with spiritual leaders if you are spiritually leading you need to do your fucking work <laughs> in terms of being inclusive and giving people 
recognition where it's due, culture's recognition where it's due. And something that I do with my clients is I always give them a disclaimer of what I'm teaching, where it comes from, and basically give the caveat of like, you need to know this. So if you plan to share this, you need to repeat this and do your own education, right? Because there's always things we can learn. And even down to things, you know, like, like Palo Santo and how that has been very much so appropriated and used in ways that are just really inappropriate. Um, so taking the time to know where it comes from and to use it correctly. And if, again, you're unclear about it, maybe not using it at all, right? It's not, it's not a fucking incense. It's not a perfume. It's a very, very sacred tool. It's a very, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's very sacred. Um, so I think if, you are in the spiritual space and you are a leader, pay attention to this, pay attention to what you're doing. Are you hiring other people from those walks of life, from those expertise and adding another place for them to be able to offer their resources and be another access point? Um, or if you're starting your own spiritual practice, go out and ask questions. Like when you're in shops, who are the owners? Like, where do you source your stuff? Like, how much money do you give back? <laughs> like, all of this is really important um, because they could be unethically sourcing their stuff. Um, so really try and ask questions because it's a lot bigger than just buying a rose quartz and putting it on your desk. Uh, there's lives at stake. And if you are functioning from a place of unintentionality, I don't even know if that's a word, but you know what I mean, you will cause more harm than good. So I hope that as you go on your spiritual journey and as you're learning, or even if you're a current practitioner, I hope that you do the right thing. I hope that you ask questions. I hope that you have a sense of transparency of, you know, being like, I'm going to teach this and I am going to do my best. This is where it comes from. Um, and giving recognition where it's from, why it's important to do it. So I think I have said most of what I wanted to say. Sometimes I record and don't have notes, and this is just one of those days, but I wanted to share that because spirituality has been so, I don't even know if this is a word, abstracted. It's abstract, and it's its like thrown about on TikTok and Instagram, and the general public has gone really far away from how it started and why it's important like even having an Ayurvedic practice which is what I practice what I learned it's what I always try to share with people and like share the lineage and everything I possibly can um it it's always referred to as like a diet and it's it's really not that. 
And, you know, it's the sister science of yoga and one's for the body and one's for the mind, but it's also a lifestyle. It's also a practice, a spirituality, it's a union. And, and so there's so much more to just telling someone or inviting someone to try something like you're inviting them to a different way of life that is really sacred to another culture. So you should carry that sacredness with you as you practice and as you create your intentions for the day and show gratitude for having access and um, accessibility to those learnings, to that knowledge, because there's also a lot of people who do not have that knowledge. Um, so yeah, I feel like that is mostly everything. And if you are wanting to learn more about starting your own spiritual practice, like definitely book a soul activation chat or, you know, book a breakthrough session. Um, those are really limited. I don't do them all the time or, you know, even join me in more than worthy. It's a one-on-one -on -one journey and we can really root you in from a place of love and, um, union and respect for your spiritual journey so that, we can all continue to do the generational healing and support each other in a loving way. But again, like it always, always comes back to us. It always starts with us. So if we are wanting to ascend and to heal the world and have an impact, we have to do the same to ourselves first. So I invite you all to really reflect on what your spiritual practice looks like now or what you want it to look like and how you can do it in an ethical way, in a supportive way that is still impactful, but very much so rooted in love. So I am going to end this here. I am sending you all lots of love and lots of light. And thank you for showing up today. And thank you for showing up for me. I hope that you gain some knowledge into your spiritual practice and just spirituality in general. Um, and even intersectionality and understanding like different people's paths and being more mindful about how you move forward and how we can collectively move forward in a supportive way. So that is it for me. And I hope to speak to you soon. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. I am going to be releasing an article in Brains Magazine, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be about ways you can create a spiritual practice that is ethical. So if you're wanting more tips, it will be coming your way. And again, if you're needing the support, please do not hesitate to reach out. And on that note, I will talk to you all later. Thank you again for showing up and being here for the community. Hey, if you're ready to ascend to happiness and live the life you've always wanted, join me in my Empowered Living Facebook group for socially conscious healers, witches, and spirituals, and sign up to get my free Empowered Five Practices to Ascended Happiness Guide. It's helped others expand their consciousness and soar beyond sight, sound, and imagination in just one day. 
It's the catalyst you need to embrace your magic and change the world. Just click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the group next time. Thank you.